0: Welcome to the Christ Be Glorified Ministries audio podcast. We welcome you to come and join us as we explore the Word of God to open up new levels of glory for every believer to come in closer to the Father. Join Apostle Calvin as he shares the Word of God as the Lord Jesus has revealed it unto him to share with the body of Christ. Calvin Brown of Christ Be Glorified Ministries, and welcome to another broadcast centered around the kingdom of God. So we just welcome everyone who is tuning into this message tonight. We thank you for the many, many people that are tuning in on the live stream and those who check us out on the rebroadcast. Amen. So we appreciate you all. Amen. So we, we want to bring a message according to the kingdom of God, because that is the perspective that you should have as a child of God. You should be participating in the kingdom of God. You should be seeking wisdom, knowledge, and understanding according to the kingdom of God. So I want to start tonight in Matthew Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 and 8. Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 and 8. It says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And he who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, it will be open." Amen. And so God is saying, You should ask, and you should seek, and you should knock. Amen. Ask, and it shall be given unto you. So, So God always encourages What is God talking about? Asking the Lord. Everything that pertains to God. Everything that pertains to his kingdom. Everything that you want to know. Amen. The things that you need. Amen. Ask, and it will be given unto you. Seek. And you will find and knock and it will be opened to you for everyone who asks receives and everyone who seeks finds and everyone who knocks. It will be open. So so God is given an invitation as it pertains to him, as it pertains to the kingdom, as it pertains to his his will. Amen. That if you are sincere. Amen. If you are truthful. Amen. Then you can approach God. Amen. And God will answer prayer and God will meet needs. Amen. Whether it's physical, whether it is emotional, whether, whether it is spiritual. Amen. I like that knock and it shall be open. So, so God opens up. Jesus says that he has the key of David. He is able to open that which no man can close, and to close that which no man can open. And so when you enter into the things of God, it's like being in a new place, amen. God opens up, amen. He says to come up higher, to enter in, amen, to see what he is doing, to see what the Lord is doing, to participate in what the Lord is doing. So everyone is seeking. And and so that's what I want to deal with tonight. Everyone, whether you know it or not, you are seeking. You're seeking the truth. Amen. You're seeking fulfillment. Amen. You are, whether you know it or not, you're seeking the kingdom of God or the things that pertain to, to the kingdom of God. So one of the things that everyone is searching for, everyone is seeking life. Amen. And I'll I'll describe that in just a little bit. But everyone is seeking life. Everyone is seeking a good life. Everyone is seeking a better life. Everyone is seeking a quality life. Amen. So in most people, there is a burning desire to live and to see a better day. So life, amen, That, that people make mistakes, you know, you know, we we bumble and stumble when we don't know, amen, what we are looking for. Or we don't know the definition. We don't know what God says about the things that we are looking for. Amen. But everyone is in their own way, everyone, that's why we live. Amen. Everyone is seeking life. Life is that which gives purpose, worth, wholeness peace, joy, and contentment. So so life answers the question. Amen. Life meets that need. Amen. Life fills the emptiness. Life fills the void. Amen. And so everyone is seeking, but you have to look in the right place. God says, ask, seek, and knock. He's the one. Amen. And so everyone, that is born into this world is seeking that which gives purpose, which gives worth to themselves, wholeness, peace, joy, and contentment. Amen. That's why we live. Amen. There's a burning desire to live. Hope says that things are going to be better. Amen. And there is a such thing as Bible hope. The Bible says that hope does not disappoint. Amen. Because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, amen, that hope is able to to feel contentment when when hope is realized, amen, when hope is is realized, amen, it is able to answer those, those, those knowing questions in our life, amen, and so if you want life, you have to go to the right place to get life, That's that's because everyone in this world is seeking. They're searching for life, but everyone is not going to the right place to get life. And so if you are looking for life in the wrong place, amen, or from the the wrong source, then it is emptiness. It is is vanity. It is that which fools you and takes your time when you could have been gaining life or attaining life unto life. Amen. So to receive life, you would have to go to the Prince of Life. Acts chapter 315 says that Jesus is the Prince of Life. That means the author of life. Amen. So the Lord Jesus, the Father God, the Holy Spirit, that they are the Prince of Life, the author of life, the ruler of life, the creator of life, the architect of life and the source of life. So, so it is culminated or found in Jesus. If you want life, you have to go to the one that gives life. Amen. You have to go to the one who is life. Amen. So you're in this world and you're seeking after life. And it is, it is in two phases if you deal with Christians. You know, the the person who has received Jesus as their Lord and Savior, then they have received life in an essence, eternal life. Amen. To be found in heaven for your name to be written in the Lamb's book of life. Amen. But some people miss out on the point of living life. Jesus says that I've come that you may have life. And that you may have it more abundantly. So I'm going to deal with two things. One is to receive Jesus. He that hath the Son hath life. Amen. That God has given his only begotten Son. Amen. That we may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. That we may have life and have it more and, and eternal, eternal life, I mean. That we may have eternal life. Amen. So that is that is one aspect of life. But it would be fallacy to think that you can receive life from any other than the source and the creator of life. Amen. And so we're seeking. Think about what we're doing. Everyone wants to have circumstances that make them happy. Amen. Everyone wants to have circumstances. Amen. Where they have peace. Amen. Everybody wants to have circumstances where they are taken care of, where their family is taken care of. Amen. That their job situation It's taken care of. So what are they looking for? They they are seeking, they're seeking life. Amen. And it only comes through Jesus Christ. In Romans, the book of Romans, chapter 2, verse 7. Romans, chapter 2, verses 7 through 9. The subject is is God. It says, God will render eternal life to those who by patient, continuous, in doing good, seek for glory, honor, and immortality, but to those who are self-seeking and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath, tribulation, and anguish. On every soul of man who does evil to the Jew first, but also to the Greek. Amen. Verse 10 But glory and honor and peace to everyone who works what is good, to the Jew first, but also to the Greek. Amen. So the word of God, it is, it came to the Jew first, but and then to the Gentile. Amen. And so that's why it's making the distinction. It says that God renders eternal life to those who by patient continuing and doing good seek what do they seek they seek glory whose glory the lord's glory amen his honor and they seek immortality or to live in eternal life amen they they seek what what people are actually seeking is a life in this world and also knowing a continuing of eternal life, but you got to go to the right place. And the Bible says that if you would would receive eternal life as you continue to do good, continue to seek after glory, honor, and immortality. In other words, eternal life can get a hold of you and it can change your behavior. Amen. It could bring you into a place of seeking good, godliness. Amen. Amen. Being connected to the source of life, you're like a tree planted by the rivers of water, bringing forth its fruit in its season. Amen. Your leaf also shall not wither, but whatsoever you do shall prosper. But the ungodly are not so, but are like the shaft which the wind drives away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord loves the righteous. Amen. But the way of the ungodly shall shall perish. So there is a connection to life. Once you are connected to life, amen, you begin to live. And you go in the ways of life, which are not the ways of death. Amen. You walk in paths of righteousness where God has called you because you are connected to life. And that life sustains you. You're like a tree planted by rivers of water. The life. God begins to sustain you. So I'm, I'm emphasizing two aspects of the life. One is when you receive Jesus as Lord, and then what does that do to you when you receive Jesus as Lord? And it is that knowledge, which is the knowledge of the truth. When you receive Jesus, what did you receive? What did it do to you? How did it change you? Amen. So you, you're connected to, to the Lord, who is life, who is the truth, the answer to asking, seeking, and knocking. The Lord, he's the answer to asking, seeking, and knocking. Amen. Which, which show that whatever you need, or whatever you don't have, or whatever you, you need to come into your life, the Lord is the answer. Amen. Through through the word of god but the bible is clear to say that you must continue in doing good seeking good doing good seeking good seeking that which is right amen but to those who are self seeking amen a self seeker is the opposite of an a disciple of the lord of a one who should be a believer amen because we, we seek the good of others. Amen. God blessed us to be a blessing. Amen. We're able because we have been enhanced. We have been increased by the Lord to be able to bless others. We, we have a knowledge. We have an understanding which could bless others that don't have that knowledge and understanding. We have a supply, even a spiritual supply which can bless others who do not have that spiritual supply. Amen. Now we're beginning to live. (laughs) Amen. Now we're beginning to have purpose. Holy Ghost. God is in us through Jesus Christ moving in us. We're like, what are we? We are like a, a, a branch in the wind. The, the, the wind is, is blowing us. The wind of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We are a vessel of the Lord. The Lord is moving in us and through us. Amen. By the power of the Holy Spirit, knowledge, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Amen. And an way, a doorway into the supernatural by the Holy Spirit. So when we live... God is moving in us and through us. He's, he is speaking through us. Amen. He's giving us instruction to be a blessing and a help. Amen. And so what's the opposite? The opposite is living without the Lord. You are trying to live without life. Amen. Without the Lord. Amen. And so this is I'm, I'm, I'm trying to bring you into a place because a lot of people do not ha- know what happens when you get born again. A lot of people do not know that you are completely changed. Amen. Because it is the Lord who is living through you. Amen. And so you have to be yielded. Amen. You you have to be a yielded vessel, your heart must be open to maximize, to optimize the Lord living in and through you. Amen. So the need to be born again is not only because of the fall of man, but also because of the reason of the fall. (laughs) What was the reason of the fall? The deception that life can come from other sources beside the Lord. This is demonic and worldly wisdom. So you always have to go back to the Garden of Eden. You know, we're getting people saved, but they don't even understand what they are being saved from or what they are being saved to. They don't even understand the story of the fall. (laughs) Amen. So it is not, let me say it again. The need to be born again is not only because of the fall of man, but man failed for a reason. Amen. The devil spoke to Eve. We'll we'll get into those scriptures in a little bit. The deception that life can come from other sources besides the Lord is called demonic wisdom or worldly wisdom. It is vanity. It is folly. It is emptiness to to chase life that is not from the Lord, to seek after, to pursue the life that is that is not from the Lord. Because the Bible says, if you gain the whole world and lose your soul it is possible amen for a person in in pursuit of what they say is life the thing the the things that provide comfort the things that provide provision amen you you you're searching for the thing that you call life and the devil has deceived you because you think life can come from some other source beside the Lord Jesus. Amen. So your eternal life, I make the distinction, your eternal life is the continuation of life. This is eternal life, the Bible says. St. John 17, 2, is to know the Father and the Son. This is eternal life, knowing the Father and the Son. It's impossible to actually know the Father and the Son, the Bible says, without Fellowshipping in the light and not participating in the darkness. This is the word of God. Your fellowship is in the light. And then you join with other people who fellowship in the light. What's the light? The truth. Amen. The reality of righteousness. Amen. If somebody said, man of God, you, you are sick. I said, the devil is a liar. That's not true. Amen. Amen. That's not the reality of righteousness. Amen. They say, but symptom, I said, the word of God. Look at the word of God. What does the word of God say about it? Amen. What do you need to make the reality of the word of God true? You need the power, the power of the Holy Spirit on the word. Amen. So, So we're talking about two pursuits of life. One is according to godly wisdom. And one is according to demonic or worldly wisdom. Amen. Which is this, the demonic wisdom is deception that life can come some other way except through Jesus Christ. Amen. So true wisdom is coming to the place and final conclusion of knowing that life is only found in Christ Jesus. So it is a decision why do I say that? Because a person can be born again and they can still depend on other things that they call life. They don't know it is a final decision that choosing Jesus is a final decision for life. <laughs> Amen. That's where I'm trying to get you. Amen. That is true wisdom. You, you don't look for life in other places. Amen. Amen. Life is found in Jesus. Jesus he is, he is the word, <laughs> amen. He is the answer, amen. So your moment of truth is choosing Jesus as life and to do that, and this is where most believers do not do at the time of their quote unquote conversion. Conversion, that's what it is. You, you are converted, you are translated from the kingdom of darkness. You are converted from the kingdom of darkness. You are converted from worldly thinking. Amen. So most believers, they do not get to the point where they have that moment of truth of choosing Jesus as life and renouncing all other forms, anything that was prior, that was purported to be life. Amen. It is required. Amen. That you choose Jesus as your life and renounce all others as your life. Amen. People, they like to tiptoe. They like to tread around things. You know, the we preach the word of God. Amen. The Bible says teach, preach the word in season and out of season. Amen. You're You're supposed to preach the word for for sound doctrine. What happens is that people that do not want to do the word and ministers that do not want to do the word, they they preach a watered-down version. Amen. And so the image of Jesus is not clear. Amen. And so we have to give an account to God for the deeds done in the body. Amen. God gave us a body in this earth to do works and deeds. Amen. And so there are those who do not want to touch certain things. They don't want to go to certain areas or teach certain parts of the word. Amen. And so we have to get to the place. What am I trying to say? That you, when you go back to the beginning, when you go back to the Garden of Eden, what happened? Pride. The devil brought a prideful wisdom to eve that you can get life from another place other than god and she was open to that wisdom amen and the bible says adam was with her so that was the spirit of rebellion against the word that god had that god had given amen and so the moment of truth is choosing Jesus' life and renouncing all other purported sources of life. This shows the worth or the value of Jesus to one seeking life. In other words, if you got Jesus and he is the source of life and you have the things of the world which are purported to be the source of life. By you choosing Jesus, you show his worth. Does, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. If, if there's Jesus and something else, amen, if you choose only Jesus and reject everything else, you show that Jesus was more valuable than the thing that you rejected. Amen. Mm-hmm. So, so you, you're going to have to go back to the garden to get it right. Jesus is invaluable, I heard the Lord say. And it's it's not the same thing as valuable. Valuable means precious or, or of worth. But Jesus is invaluable. Invaluable means valuable beyond estimation. You, you, you cannot put a number on Jesus' value. It, it also means of great value, costly, precious, pricely priceless, beyond calculation, and beyond value. So there is nothing that can be compared to Jesus. Nothing. Amen. The fact that you're dragging something up there, amen, shows that you you don't have it yet, that Jesus is above value. So life, okay, you have to choose Jesus to receive life, eternal life, and abundant life. That makes everything else dumb, you see. That makes everything else of, of it's worthless compared to Jesus. Amen. And so that is that is the revelation from the garden, the garden of Eden. Amen. Everyone born into this earth is called. To confront and renounce the original sin of pride in thinking that life comes from anything else. There was two trees in the midst of the garden, the tree of life, amen, which is a type of Jesus, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Man being in charge of what is what is good and evil and putting evil, the same weight as as good. Amen. So let's look at that Genesis chapter three. Amen. You you have to know what happened so that you can make the right decisions now. Amen. What, What happened in the garden? So it's not just that man failed, but there was a reason that man failed that you're going to have to confront that. Amen. Somebody says Jesus took care of everything. Yes, but you're still going to have to confront the reason that man failed Pride in thinking that life can come from others. Amen. From other sources. It says in verse one, we'll read verses one through six. It says, now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, has God indeed said you shall not eat from the tree from eat from every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it lest you die. Now she said something that's not quite true because there was two trees in the midst of the garden. She is right that God said, do not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in the midst of the garden but there was also a tree of life in the midst of the garden god did not say that you cannot eat in fact god says every tree amen the fruit of every tree you can eat except for the tree of the knowledge of good and evil so god gave his word god's word is life it preserves life amen god's god's word it sustains and keep god's word is wisdom amen So something is is amiss that she does not see or recognize the tree of life. That life was offered, eternal life was offered, and they did not partake. But they did partake of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat, that's verse 2, of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden God has said, you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So verse six, when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her and he ate, amen. And so her eyes were open to the fact or her senses were open to the fact that this is a different type of wisdom, but it became her desire, amen. So what the devil said to her became a lust, lust produced sin, sin when it is conceived, it brings forth death. Amen. So that's what the Bible says in the book of James. Amen. That everyone sins when they are carried away by their own lust. Lust is conceived, it brings forth sin. And when sin is fully blown, it brings forth death. Amen. So let's look at what he says to her. He says that you will not surely die. Verse 4, verse 5, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened. And you will be like God, knowing good and evil. And so it was a temptation to her to be separate from God, but to be a God. Amen. That was a temptation to her, a wisdom, amen, which is actually forbidden, amen, eating from the tree, the knowledge of good and evil, a a, a forbidden wisdom coming from the devil. It is demonic wisdom. It is sense-based. It is based. It is, it is founded in the world. Amen. It is a wisdom which is founded which is founded in the world. Amen. So so, what is the temptation? Because something is forbidden, this is perverted thinking. It must be something to it. If, if God says don't do it, It's it's, got to be something. I got to see what it is to it. God is keeping something back from me. That is demonic thinking. That is demonic wisdom. Amen. And so she took and she ate of the fruit. Her eyes became open. Amen. First of all, she saw it was a tree to be desired to make one wise. So she had a desire to have wisdom. This was not talking about God's wisdom is to have another wisdom so that that fallacy amen and, and, and women have to be careful also about that amen because a part of that temptation was that the devil did not go to Adam he went to Eve and so God had called Eve to be submitted unto Adam and that's where her oneness would come from through her through her submission for them to do the, the, the work of God. Uh, the, the What God had commanded them to do, the will of God, was to come about. She's supposed to help him and be submitted unto him. Therefore, being one, they would share God's crown and reign and rule in life. Amen. So what happened? What does that how does that pertain to us? I said not only the fall of man, but the reason for the fall that you can get life somewhere else. Amen. That's what the devil presented. God said some things. Amen. That is life. The devil said something else that was a, a lust of trying to get life somewhere else, but also to rule. Now, we, we cannot I know people ignore these things, but we cannot ignore, ignore that Eve was brokering a deal with the devil to elevate What she she thinks will elevate her status. Amen. You could say that Eve was brokering a deal to be the head. For the woman to be the the head and and to rule out of that. She's doing this. Adam is not saying anything. She wants to be like God. She wants to be a God. She wants to rule. And in this instance, You can infer even ruling over Adam. Amen. So she would be, and I'm not going to go into that, acting that way. She is acting outside of the ordinance that God prescribed for her. So she would be out of order. She would be uncovered. The Bible says it is not permitted For the woman to pray or prophesy or to engage spiritually, she was engaged spiritually with her head uncovered. Adam was not covering her. Amen. She was doing it herself. She was brokering that deal herself without a covering. And so that's why it's all through the scripture that when when God addressed the fall, He says that her desire will be for her husband. Somebody says, that's a curse. No, God is addressing what is out of order. Mm -hmm. Amen. And so he put it in the scriptures, all through the scriptures, because of the garden, because of the original sin, which is supposed to be renounced. Mm -hmm. Amen. The The original sin is supposed to be rejected. Amen. So Matthew The book of Matthew, chapter 44, Matthew, no, chapter, I'm sorry, 13, Matthew, chapter 13, verse 44. Jesus is speaking parables. He says, again, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid and for joy over it. He goes and sells all that he has and buys that, that field. So the kingdom of heaven is like treasure in a field, hidden in the field, that it has to be discovered. Amen. So you would have to seek it. you'd have to look for it. But once you find it, you sell all that you have, amen. To receive the field. And so, what is it saying? It is saying that Jesus is the treasure. He must be discovered that he is treasure. To the degree that you discover that he is treasure, is it the degree that you would lay down everything else to receive the treasure? Amen. That you would sell, let me see what it says, sell all that you have to buy the field. Amen. All that you have. So, the Field is valuable because of the treasure, amen. And so that speaks of two things, that Jesus is above worth, He is invaluable, amen. So the life that he gives is so precious that you lay down everything else that is, is life. So that changes, that changes your life. Now you're living, you're living for him and he is giving you life in all your endeavors, amen and your family, and your work. Jesus is giving you life. You sold everything else. You sold everything that was of worth. Amen. The past, you laid down the past to receive life. And then verse 45, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls. Verse 46, and when he found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. So again, you sell everything that you have. That's what Jesus was talking about when he says to occupy till I come. That means to buy and sell and get increased. That means that you count the wisdom of the world as nothing. Whatever the wisdom of the world is, it is against the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God is called foolishness by those that are in the world. And yet it is the wisdom of the world that is the actual foolishness. And so you 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 lay down life, so to speak. You lay down that which is counted valuable or that which purports to give life outside of the Lord. You you renounce that that will not give you life. Amen. Stuff will not give you life. Amen. Actually, that's been taught, amen, if I had time to break it down. Even so-called prosperity teachers have taught that stuff can give you life. And yet that is opposite the word of God. Stuff cannot give you life. Only the Lord can give you life. Amen. amen. They have touted the benefits of money. They, they have inaccurately uh, interpreted the, the scripture Amen. That money answers everything. That, that, that interpretation is against the word of God. Amen. And so that you lay down that which is purports to give life. You, are you saying a vile poverty? No, I'm not saying a vile poverty. I'm saying Jesus is above our worth. And so everything else falls into place. The Bible says, seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else will be added. Seek first. First love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amen. That, your, your first love. Amen. Go back to your first love. Amen. Seek first the kingdom. Jesus is, is first. Amen. So your, your stuff needs to have meaning and worth. Your stuff does not have meaning and worth outside of Jesus. Amen. Your money does not have meaning and worth outside of Jesus. Amen. And so the whole world seeks after stuff and the whole world seeks after money. Why? For life. And that is not your life. I'll show you. I'll show you in the word of God. Amen. In Luke chapter 12. The book of Luke, chapter twelve, verse fifteen. And he Jesus said to them, Take heed and beware of covetousness, for one's life does not consist of the abundance of the things that he possesses. Now, who's saying this? Jesus. (laughs) Man. So don't call me a liar. If if you're that bad to call him a liar, if you're that bad, what did he say? He says, take heed and beware of covetousness. For one's life does not consist of the abundance of things that he possesses. Amen. And then he gives the parable of a farmer who ground produces much and, and he pondered what to do with all his stuff. He says, I'll build bigger barns. And then the Lord met him that night, says, thou fool, this night thy life is required of thee. Amen. So the Lord says that he was a fool for being consumed with possessions, thinking that the possessions was was life. He says to his soul, take thy ease, take thy, thy rest and take thy ease. You know, you laid up much goods for many years. That is the mindset of the world. Amen. To lay up much for many, for many years. That is your security blanket. That is your life. But that's a lie. <laughs> Amen. Jesus says that it is, it is a lie. Amen. In Luke chapter 50. The book of Luke, chapter 50, verse 11 and 12. Jesus still is speaking parables. Then he said, a certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that fall to me. So he divided it to to them, his livelihood. Amen. And so the son says, give me that portion of goods. This is the younger son. And so he gives him a, a portion of goods and finances. Amen. So he immediately goes out with this, all this, this money. Amen. The Bible says he goes to a far country. I'm going to paraphrase a little bit. A far country, it, it means either two things. Amen. It's, in some instances, it means heaven. He did not go to heaven. The other definition is as far away from the Lord as possible. Amen. A far country, as far away from his father's house as possible. Amen. And so the Bible says that he used up, he spent all of his his money, and so he was hungry, so he, he lent himself out to work for a pig farmer. And so... As, as he was doing his work for this pig farmer, he was, he was looking at the slop and he was in a daze that he, he could almost eat that slop, that pig slop. And then he came to his senses. Verses 17. It says, but when he came to himself, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and spare, and I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and before you, that I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he, when he came to himself, it was deeper than he had offended his father that sinned before his father. He had sinned against heaven, so this mindset of not operating according to the kingdom, but self-serving, self-serving is a mindset, it's a hard posture, which was against heaven. And he, the Bible says he came to his senses. When he came to his right mind, he recognized that what he did was wrong. Amen. Verse 20, and he arose and came to his father. But when he was still a great Way off, the father saw him. His father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. So that's the Father God, amen. That we were born into sin after Adam and Eve fell, amen. We were born into sin, amen. We had no rights to anything, no rights to heaven, no rights to anything, but the Lord had compassion. And fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and in your sight. And I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, bring out the best robe. Amen. And put it on him and put a ring on his hand and a sandal on his feet. All those things represent royalty of the house, the royal house. Amen. Amen. The royal robe, amen, sandals, amen, and the, the, the ring, amen, of the house, amen, showing that he was not, not a servant, but he was an elevated member of the household of God, amen. He, he's a child of God. It says, verse 23, bring the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and be merry. For this, my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be married. So, so what is he saying? The father said, my son was lost, but now he's alive. Amen. So he received life. Where did the life come? In the house by being joined back into the father's house and to be back into fellowship with the father. The, the father initiated this. It is the father's love. Amen. The son was 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 content to be a slave. Amen. But the father says that he is a son. Amen. Why? Because life, when you, when you, when you receive life, you receive the royal robe. <coughs> you receive the gospel shoes. You receive Amen. The the ring of the house or that signet ring, that royal ring, amen, that elevated status of being back in fellowship with the Lord. So this is the image and picture of someone who was lost, but they found life. Now, the other son, verses 25, there was an older son. Now, the oldest son was in the field, and when he came and drew near to the house, he heard the music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked what 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 these things meant. And he said to him, your brother has come and because he has received him safe and sound. Your father has killed the fatted calf. And so that brother was angry. And would not go in Therefore, his father came out and pleaded with him. So he answered and said to his father, Lo, these many years I've been serving you. I've never transgressed your commandment at any time. And yet you never gave me a young goat that I may make merry with my friend. But as soon as this son of yours, he's not even calling him his brother. The son of yours came. Who has devoured your livelihood with harlots, you kill the fatted calf for him. Now we all have sinned and come short of the glory. There there was no pristine, precious people, (laughs) amen, Mm -hmm. that our righteousness was as filthy rags, Mm -hmm. (laughs) amen. And so I I marvel at people that, you know, say, you know, like, well, this person was a sin, but I wasn't a sinner. No, you needed Jesus. Just like he needed Jesus. And he said to him, son, you are always with me and all that I have is yours. It was right that we should make Mary and be glad for your brother was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is is found. So he's saying that eternal life was yours. The brother was not enjoying, the older brother was not enjoying eternal life. He says, everything I have is yours. So he was, he was working, feeling like that he had earned something. Amen. But the mercy and the goodness and the compassion of the father wanted to give life to his son. So because the older brother was bitter, it shows that his heart was not right. He was not a partaker of that life. Amen. So it's not just being born again, it is continuing in the t- eternal life, which changes our heart. In other words, you cannot be connected to Jesus, amen, and it does not change you, amen. St. John chapter 15, y- you are the branches, he's the true vine, the father is the husband man, amen. It is a system of producing fruit, it is a garden, it is a vineyard, it produces fruit, Fruit unto God because you are connected unto Him. If you don't produce fruit, then you are cut off. Amen. And withered. Amen. In, in essence, you cut yourself off. Amen. And began to wither because you are not, because you are not connected to life. Amen. We'll look at one more instance. Well, look at this first, if I can get this in. Deuteronomy. The book of Deuteronomy, chapter 30. Deuteronomy, chapter 30, verses 15 through 19. God says, see, I've set before you today life and good, death and evil. And then I command you today to love the Lord your God and walk in his ways and keep his commandments, his statutes and his judgments that you may live and multiply. And the Lord your God will bless you in the land which you go to possess. In other words, if you love the Lord, you'll keep his commandments. If you love the Lord, you'll keep his commandments. He set before life, amen, and good, but also death and evil for you to choose. So that is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. God has always done the same thing. He says, You choose. You choose the life. But if your heart turns away so that you do not hear and are drawn away and worship other gods and serve them, I announce to you today that you will surely perish. You shall not prolong your days in the land which you cross over the Jordan to go in and to possess. I call heaven and earth. To witness today against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. So that's what God did in the beginning. He set before Adam and Eve life and death, blessing and cursing, good and evil. Told him to choose the life, the blessing, the good. Amen. By keeping his commandment. Amen. That Adam refused to do that. Amen. And so he did not receive life, but his his days were not prolonged. He did not have, he did not have eternal life. Amen. And Mark, last scripture, Mark. Book of Mark. Chapter 10. Verses 17, I don't know how long we will read because of time, but this is the story of the rich young ruler. It says, now, as he was going out on the road, one came running, knelt before him and asked, good teacher, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? So Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good, but one that is God. You know the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness. Do not defraud, honor your father and mother. And he answered and said to him, teach all these things I have kept from my youth. Then Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said, one thing you like, go your way, sell whatever you have and give to the poor that you may have treasure in heaven and come and take up your cross and follow me. But he was sad at this word and went away sorrowful for he had great possessions. We already spoken about possessions does not equal life. He thinks possessions equals life. So he rejected the Prince of Life, who is Jesus. And Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how hard it is for those who have riches to enter into the kingdom of God. And the disciples were astonished at his words, but Jesus answered again and said to them, children, how hard it is for those who trust in riches to enter into the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. And they were great astonished, saying among themselves, who then can be saved? But Jesus looked at them and said, With men it is impossible, but not with God. With God all things are, are possible. Amen. So, so what is the main point I'm trying to get to you? I'm trying to see, tell you about the original, the original sin. What was the original sin? It was the sin that was in Satan. What was the sin that was in Satan? Pride. Amen. Going a different way than the Lord. God's way equals life. Amen. So that same spirit of rebellion, he carried into the Garden of Eden. It was a test, just like Jesus passed the test. When Satan tried to tempt him in the wilderness, Jesus passed the test. This was a test of reigning and ruling. Amen. Somebody says, why was the devil there? <coughs> amen. It is It is to show that God's ways were right. They were supposed to choose God's word, God's, God's ways for life, eternal life. The tree of life was in the midst of the garden. So the original sin, you're going to have to confront and deal with the original sin. When, when people get saved, amen, and when, and when we lead people into the sinner's prayer, they also need to know, what was the original sin? Thinking that life can come from an, another source or from this world or the wisdom, which is, which is of this world. So when you get born again, you also turn your back not only on sin, sin is just the pursuit of trying to be satisfied in ways other than God. Amen. So you, you not only turn your back on sin, but you turn your back on that wisdom that says that you can get life from another source. This is what Adam and Eve failed to do. Amen. So we still have to deal with that. Why? Because you can get born again and still look for life in possessions and money and people. You still look for the things that pertain to life that satisfy that you believe will satisfy, to make you whole, to cause contentment, to bring peace. Amen. You you look to other things, and this is idol worship. And so the Lord is dealing with those things. Amen. He is not only getting people born again, but he's also correcting the course of people who've been taught wrong things, that you can find life in money and possessions. Father God, we thank you for that word. Father, may it be a strong word. May it be a word of revelation. Amen. May our priorities be straight. Lord, may we pursue our first love. May we continue in that love. Father God, I pray that you will bless your people. Teach your people, Lord God. Hallelujah. That you, Lord God, will supply all their needs, and bring them perfect peace. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to the Christ Be Glorified Ministries audio podcast. For more information, visit ChristBeGlorifiedMinistries.com and you can also follow us on Facebook under Christ Be Glorified Ministries. Thank you so much and God bless you.